0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Glad to have you. I'm your host, Ted Fayton. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for the time. Um, Really quick, this is a podcast about getting through your hard times. Life is hard but it's worth the squeeze. And here we try and share stories and, and tactics on how we can get through those hard times and maybe some stories on how uh, you can get motivated and inspired to push through your storm and get to your rainbows because they are there waiting for you. Joining me today, you've probably seen him on ESPN or or some of uh, your halftime shows Welcome today, my guest, Joe Everson, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing?
1: Hey, doing great. Thank
0: you. Good to be here. Yeah, well, it was good to have <laughs> in you. In my studio. Beautiful studio, by the way, I have to say.
1: Oh, thank you so much. This is part of the uh, dream come true, although it is really
0: in its uh, early stages right yeah. now. So Well, even in its infancy, I can kind of see the vision, <laughs> and I think it's, it's heading in the right direction. Awesome. Um, So for our listeners who might not have seen your work, your artwork, Mm -hmm. or might not have seen your halftime performances, why not introduce yourself really quick, let them know who you are and what it is you do. Yeah, so my name is Joe Everson,
1: and uh, I've kind of put some things together. Although I'm a studio artist, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm most known for singing and painting specifically the national anthem, although I do more. Uh, So at a lot of the beginning of uh, beginnings of games and openers for all kinds of uh, events, um, I got popular doing uh, a scene um, early on of raising the flag, uh, the the painting of the raising of the flag on Iwo Jima Mm -hmm. while I sang the national anthem. And I had a few of those videos kind of start spreading around a little bit and uh, the rest is kind of history, honestly. But um, that's what I do. Although I grew up, obviously, in music a little bit and enjoyed painting i never thought they'd quite come together like that yeah but uh, yeah, I kind of grew up back. Uh, I'm a Northern Yank, if you will, <laughs> and uh, transplanted down south now and loving it. But I grew up up north and my, to a musical family. I was born yeah. and uh, kind of grew up that way. Nice, man. We nice. were just exchanging that a little bit up in uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah, or Sag Nasty. That yeah, that's it. right. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you really are. Now I know. So you, you weren't lying to me.
0: I'm one of you, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sag Nasty.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. And I, and I love the, the story of how you, you had those halftime performances that Mm -hmm. got a lot of attention because here I kind of want to pull back the curtain on what happened before that. Sure. Um, Would you say that was kind of like the turning point in your career where things really started to kind of blow up? Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Honestly, uh, if we're, if we're talking almost more into the rain side of it Mm -hmm. um, up until that point um, I had really reached kind of a uh, end of the rope. Uh, situation. Wow. And um, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, I always enjoyed music. I always enjoyed art and I was really trying to make strides towards being an artist and making that my sole income and taking care of a family and all of that. Uh, But in the process, you know, I knew I had to do, uh, other things, obviously, to keep everything afloat and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I can start digging
0: into, yeah, into some of my, that. My first question, man, is because <laughs> I honestly, as you're building your craft as an artist, whether it be in music, painting and all that, like what did you do to pay the bills? Because I think yep. you have to give yourself to the art before it gives back.
1: Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things I had to do that I remember doing is uh, starting to sort out uh, a plan at least for the next stage. That's all I could. I mean, I could have a 10 year plan, a 20 year plan, but uh I couldn't really see very far into that future. And it's really a hard field to kind of feel like you even know where to go with it. You yeah. know, uh someone might say, Hey, I really enjoy your your drawing or something. <laughs> You'd be like, Hey, I'm gonna get paid millions to do this. You know, yeah. that just doesn't happen like that really, usually. So for me, uh I remember driving a fuel truck locally there was a a a gentleman who was really uh kind to me and back when i lived in michigan technically midland michigan at the time um he he had said hey i own a fuel company and if you get your cdl you can move down here well i had visited greenville before and had been inspired and a lot of people didn't kind of know that And that was really kind of the new flame, if you will, inside me. And knowing that getting down to Greenville for some reason felt like uh, it was the right move, you know, on a lot of
0: levels. What made you visit Greenville in the first place? Because I've never heard of Greenville before a job (laughs) offer came. I felt like it was one of the best kept secrets.
1: Yeah, (laughs) honestly, it kind of has been. And now that I travel a lot, it's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, Greenville. I love there. Yeah. You know, so. Who knows how long it'll remain like that? But um, exactly, I, I had never heard of it. You know, I was pretty content in my northern state mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. But um, I started traveling actually with my brother Ben, who happens to be a vocalist. He travels the nation um, on a menis- ministry level, working with churches, things like that. Yeah. And uh, so I had been singing with him for a little bit, and there was that same gentleman I talked about down here, his name's Terry Snow. Mm. I don't think he'll mind me using his name. (laughs) But uh, he he had a, a group, and he had a baritone part leave his group. And he knew me through my brother who had previously traveled down here. Mm-hmm. And I then kind of followed
0: after and traveled down here for a little bit with my brother Ben. That might yeah. have been confusing. Sorry, but
1: a lot of layers there. I get
0: it. And I, I'll say kind of the, the dots, they connect in hindsight, yep. right? Yeah. You, you meet so and so who exactly meets who knows it's somebody down who the lands chain. You in Greenville.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly what happened. We found ourselves on kind of a break um at his house Mm -hmm. him being terry's house um because i i would travel in kind of a trailer a nice one that that uh my wife and i would travel in as we sang to all these different locations Mm -hmm. and uh so over christmas we didn't have a lot of bookings and we're like you know what we're gonna stay down south where it's easier to take care of stuff and not freeze to death up north and that's when i started to spend some time in greenville saw it throughout christmas you know Mm -hmm. had their uh i think that was the year they had that crazy ice storm Uh, that came through maybe, uh, well, I think it was sooner than that one actually, but anyway, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I know there was a bit of snow at least one time and we just kind of played in that and I don't know, it it was a little bit, uh, magical in a couple of ways. And I looked at my wife, um, after we were leaving, actually we were driving up and I think that's when it was. And I remember, uh, kind of looking at her and going, you know, I, I I don't know why, but I feel like we should live here one day. And she looked right at me and she said, yeah,
0: me too. Really? Do you think you were running for some, from something or running to something?
1: Um, as far as when we were going back up uh, north or just kind of the kind whole of process? The thought
0: process of like, we should live here one day. Is it kind of saying, this has something that's I really good. Or I don't want to be where I'm at. Man,
1: that's kind of deep, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you're already going there, yeah. No, I, I think it might have been a mixture. Yeah. And I think that some of it was... Uh, There was a lot of pressure. There was a ton of pressure to uh, perform well, and we were barely making it. I mean, if I really open up at that time, I remember physically looking through the couch for some change Mm -hmm. so that my wife and I could go to Taco Bell uh, to kind of hang out and just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, You know, uh, and she'll tell you the same thing. I mean, it's just that we were kind of in that spot mm-hmm. and we were, um, uh, although we were taken care of, we knew that it was going to be temporary, I put it that way, yeah. but we didn't know how to make the next move. We didn't even have the money to move, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, and we ended up going back to Michigan for, I think it was a, about a year mm-hmm. before we got the call back from Terry Snow. And uh, saying, hey, I could really use you down here. That and, opportunity kind of opened mm-hmm, the
0: door for you. Huh? Exactly.
1: Then we knew, oh, man, this this is it. Like, no way.
0: Yeah. So you land in Greenville. And so what did it look like from landing in Greenville, taking the opportunity? I imagine it's still not art yet. It's still not, still not art. what yep. you want to
1: do. Yep. Uh, it was crazy. Looking back, I have a lot to be thankful for with a lot of people who helped. And I think I found that. Uh, deep within the culture here, honestly, um, where everyone's really quite willing to uh, take your hand and be like, hey, you know, oh, you're good at that. Let's have you tried this? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that kind of uh, spirit and community that a lot of folks do have uh, in this area—it was because of that, and um, uh, that really like made it possible. In other words, here's a concrete example: um, that same family, basically, that said, "Come on down," got our rental for us wow. at an amazing rate, and uh, was kind of like, so we came to a house. You know what I mean? Like we didn't like kind of park in someone's backyard. Like we thought we might have to do again or something and try to figure it out from there. Although I'd be willing to do that. Um, that was kind of what, you know, uh, situation we were in and, uh, what someone was willing to do for instance. So, uh, quickly made friends with, uh, some more family, uh, extended family, uh, of the snows and there was an artist in there Mm -hmm. and, uh, his name was Ralph Kaseya. And, uh, he's an artist locally. He had a space in the mill. I don't know if he still does the Taylor's Mill. Yeah. And, uh, he was one of the first ones that took me on another tour downtown and introduced me to some artists, things like that. Nice. And that was when after we had moved and it only lit the fire more, you know, just kept Mm -hmm. burning and burning. And, uh, so that's when I knew, okay, I know what I'd love to do. And, um, I need to start making a way. So in the house that we were in, a small little, uh, I don't know, maybe 800 square feet, something like that Mm -hmm. um, for my wife and I. And I think we had Lincoln at the time, my first son. And um, uh, I went, I looked for a place to kind of start setting up. And I had one in the laundry room. Okay. So (laughs) that's where I had a, I don't have the easel here right now, but um, uh, I had, you know, one easel. Uh, it was a really flat, big, handmade easel that a friend had made for me in Michigan. Yeah, and uh, I moved down here with me, so that's the proof that I was like, "Ooh, I'm I'm going to do this." Yeah, yeah, you and you had the yeah. the motivation it's and like the focus. Coming. Yeah. So yeah, there I was, and I remember one of the first paintings I did my my son. So yeah, he was he was at least he was old enough to tell me that I needed to paint Iron Man.
0: <laughs> there you go, <laughs> and that's a that's a big, pretty big, big request. Yeah,
1: so I was like, all right, I'll paint Iron Man, and uh, that kind of started yeah. everything.
0: So, the thing I loved about that story is when when you first you mentioned when you first came to Greenville for a visit, you felt inspired, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, you make the decision to move. Um, and you go back up to Michigan for a year, then you come down and you. I, I wrote facilitate growth. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. the community and the culture here of helping each other out. It's almost like you sensed the the fresh fertile soil here for what sure. you were trying to do. You came, you had the right connections. Mm-hmm. The fact that you could move to someplace and there's a house waiting for you. Yeah, you know that doesn't happen to a lot of people. So sure, yep. there's like kind of the yeah. breadcrumbs that let you know you're on the right mm-hmm. track.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think you're nailing it right on the head. You know, it's uh, uh, when you have no other options and you're just following like the breadcrumbs, you're following that next step. That's, that's usually the most, the most difficult part mm-hmm. that maybe like someone listening now who maybe's like thinking about making steps to the future. It's hard trying to look way ahead. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you only have enough light that's just in front of you, but that's okay. I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, And and at least you have that one, maybe. Yeah. And, and you might be surprised what that might open up next. And uh,
0: that's what happened as far as my story goes. Just so. taking the next step yep. and seeing what's next, seeing mm-hmm. what's next. And, yeah, you don't have to have the whole picture figured out. Just maybe just take the next couple strokes, right? right?
1: I mean, it's nice when you have <laughs> a few more steps kind of in view. And I think it gets easier. Um, it can get easier. Um, as, you know, a doorway opens, I think it, like grows more doors if you will yeah and uh uh you know that starts spreading out wider and wider yeah uh, very quickly if you if you want absolutely
0: so you you paint iron man (laughs) (laughs) right right so um yeah what came next
1: Uh, yeah so actually i found um speaking of that culture and everything again I, I I didn't know what style of art I really, I knew what I liked, and so I painted that, and um, I do like superheroes, things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, when my fun my son actually first said that, I remember thinking, I can't, like, what do you mean? And then I was like, you know what, maybe I can, and just for fun, yeah. you know, I did this kind of um, abstract-y kind of uh, Iron Man kind of look. It was black and white, but it was extremely, like, splattery and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I found from that was uh, other folks, a community, uh, who enjoyed comic art and and that kind of thing actually nice so uh greenville comic-con sc comic-con uh was actually uh just in the process of starting uh i don't know if they were kind of restarting because i think there might have been something before but honestly i believe it was one of the first big ones that they just kind of went after again yeah um uh is it the td convention center that they have it yeah is that right The Am i Greenville Convention Center. i'm now. sorry okay yeah yeah we yeah. just switched it so. okay <laughs> they just switched it. okay okay and uh i i found a little community there and tried it out and um sold a ton of prints of just fan art things like that and mm-hmm. to begin with and uh, i didn't know what i was doing i just kind of had a somewhat of a plan so kind of backing up when i did that first painting i decided every day this is the work part of it this is the part that's like not the romantic part of your story (laughs) it's the like ow part of your story and i started painting every night so i was driving the fuel truck from like 4 a.m till about like 2 i think it was Mm -hmm. so that i could get home and kind of set up shop if you will and Almost put on a front, although I was doing it, but like, no, I'm actually an artist. I'm not a fuel truck driver. Yeah. So there was like, you know what I mean? Like, say you called and you're like, hey, Joe, how's it going? I saw you did this piece. Can I come by and uh, buy a print from you? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Can I come by at 8 a.m.? Mm. Uh, no, I'm busy at 8 a.m. actually, but could you come by at 2.30? Yeah, yeah. You know, perfect. it was like that, <laughs> and, and it was just, oh, yeah, welcome to my studio, you know? And uh, I kind of skipped over, but in there I found rent at the uh, Taylor's Mill mm-hmm. and um, uh, loved Kenneth Walker was awesome. He, he got me in there at a rate that I could handle yeah. these things. And this all makes sense down the road, by the way. All these things are really key. Like yeah. the fact that we got the rental, that how we got it, and at the rate we got it is just impossible, mm-hmm. it seemed.
0: Yeah, and you look around and you're like, really, is this happening? I, mm-hmm. almost, I always say this, right? even the podcast we're on, mm-hmm. when I decided to start the podcast, I was going to do it on my cell phone. And anybody that has watched from day one to now, they've seen that we've we've always had good sound quality. We've always had microphones. But my decision to start the podcast, I had nothing but a cell phone. (laughs) And then because of that, shout out to Andre Subtle Solution, who's the executive producer here on the podcast. He's been with us since day one. I literally met him two days after I made the decision. He's (laughs) like, I have cameras. Another friend of mine has a podcast. He said, I have microphones. And I was able to use his microphones (laughs) to start. And I literally would schedule four interviews in one day. <laughs> that way I yeah. could record all of them and I'd have the month done. There you go. And here we are huh. down the line yeah. with where the podcast came from. But I was ready to do it on my phone. And I yeah. feel like the universe, God, wherever yep. your blessings are coming from, mm-hmm. they wait until you commit before they give you the blessing. Sure. And they're not just yeah. going to give you the, the rate. <laughs> they're going to say go. no. Decide you're moving to, exactly. to Greenville. Yeah, yeah. So, where That's would you say right. was the the, the the turning point? From, um, I believe you're probably working with the guys over at Borderlands Comics. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so um, a number of the guys there, um,
1: were very kind in the sense that they they um they believed in what I was doing, nice. and I was kind of telling them, you know, like, uh, you know, because they, they don't. I guess you, you got to vet. People and make sure they can, you know, handle, uh, you know, taking care of themselves and mm-hmm. operating a booth. I mean, that sounds really silly, but honestly, it's you know, they they want to be careful and just who's coming through they let just about anybody in but the point was that they supported it they would tell people about it they would you know uh, bring people by they enjoyed the art um they even purchased from me uh nice. to kind of like get things going and um there were a number of friends and family that uh were in the area that also helped my brother uh, move down later that kind of thing <laughs> And, uh, uh, there were, there were a few, a few years in a row that I, I did this with them before things started to explode mm-hmm. for me, honestly. And I'd say it was about two and a half years of doing that yeah. and other local shows. So in Greer, um,
0: you know, different, different areas. And I have to ask, cause I'm mm-hmm. sure some of our listeners might be feeling this themselves yeah. because this whole time you're kind of, you're, you're fighting on two fronts, right? Yeah, yeah. you know you're an artist but you're still working your your day job or oh your, man your night job which yeah but was there ever a point during that two-year span where you were feeling like burnt out and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. almost i don't want to say impatient but you know when you put so much work in and the fruits haven't really mm-hmm. kind of come out yet you're like where are they
1: yeah um man there's there's a lot of examples of that and uh it's that's the struggle that um i think puts a lot of pressure and creates who who you're becoming Mm -hmm. and um, even as an artist you know um, back then for instance my skills if you will were much slower too and now i've I've learned to become a very prolific artist which is really important but i wouldn't have really thought it was needed you know um, on the level that i'm my eyes are opened up to now you Mm -hmm. know Um, and back then you know i might think oh i could do that i could do this amazing piece yeah but is it going to take you a month to get it done. And then what are you going to sell it for? And all those kinds of things, but that's not meant to be, uh, I guess discouraging. It's, it's really meant to honestly be, look, if you're willing to put it in, uh, you, you know, you, you might have to do it longer than you wanted to, Mm -hmm. um, at times, or you you just don't even know. And, and there is, there are those spots where you want to, you want to stop. The other side of that was actual physical, uh, draining, um, um, so, uh, another part to that, that I didn't mention was even though I was driving the fuel truck, um, like that every weekend, about 45 weekends out of the year, I was driving, uh, part-time a tour bus, uh, on the weekends that I was singing in the group with. Wow. So I didn't drive it solely. All the guys did. Um, but that meant, you know, uh, rounds that we would literally get up. And <laughs> this is probably dangerous to think of, but, you know, we would literally one guy would be on the steering wheel and would like kind of just let go, get up. And the next guy would sit in the chair, take yeah, over just and go lay down. And yeah, it was just just to keep going. We, we went to Canada one weekend wow. for a weekend of performances and then drove back. And then I drove, I went out of there. Literally hopped into the fuel truck that was at the same house where it was parked <laughs> and then worked that day, wow, on Monday, so those you know it, it got to a point to where I couldn't drink enough monster mm-hmm. and uh you know or do anything, and I was starting to just fall asleep and things like that, and there were some scary moments for me that were like wake up calls if you will, uh no pun intended <laughs> uh in, in that sense of like. Man, I, I don't know how much longer I can do this, but I knew I had to at yeah. the time. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: It's, it's, no, that's, that's probably one of the realest things we've had on this podcast because mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing a lot of people don't understand where, mm-hmm. you know, there are some days where you're going to choose sleep or your passion. You're going to choose <laughs> eat or your passion. Yep. Yep. And then when it comes to that, and it's not a discouraging thing, it's, you know, it's how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I say at the beginning of the podcast, it's hard, but it's worth the squeeze. You know, you got to squeeze yep. the, the lemon to get the juice. Yep, yep. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to put themselves through that pressure mm-hmm. because I can honestly say, you know, when you jump into a new project, it's going to be harder than you think it is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, that's it's going to be harder true. than you think it oh, is. Man. At what point did the the music <sighs> and the painting uh, come together? Because, I mean, yep. now that's, that's the you're key. Doing the, yeah. The, the shows.
1: Yeah. Um, I... Ran into doing one of those shows. I can't remember which one it was. And I th- I do know it was in downtown Greer at the time. But um, I had a friend of mine who wasn't my friend there at that point, I mean. But, um, I mean, now he's my manager. So that's where <laughs> this is all going. But he, he actually showed up at my booth and saw me, you know, slinging prints and working it and just, hey, sir, how are you? You know, and yeah. like bringing him in. And I didn't know that he was one of the top – auctioneers on uh, cruise ships selling like Picassos and stuff like that, you know, um, Peter Max and Mm -hmm. Romero burritos and things like that on these ships and was one of the top auctioneers at the time. So, I mean, I, I had a lot to learn, but I think he saw some of the drive and then he noticed the art and he's, he's like, man, that's, I think he noticed the different styles. Like I was willing to do not just one style. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, which is dangerous in a way. Yeah, You know, a lot of people want to be known for that one thing, which here I am, you know, the singing painter, but there was also this, uh, this, this power that kind of connected with him, I guess. And, um, uh, little side note, he was with a young lady that's now his wife and it was their first date. And I said, (laughs) they look good together and how long have they been together? And they would probably make it. So (laughs) he'll tell you that part of the story. I think it's awesome. (laughs) But, um, anyway, so, so he comes in, you know, does his thing and, And uh, he's like, well, really good job. Well, it wasn't a year. It was a year later. Mm -hmm. I was at the same or similar art show. And guess who came by? It was him and his now wife. And uh, they came to the booth and I was doing my thing. And I had been so prolific and I had so many more styles. So we're talking, you know, watercolor, charcoal, uh, oil, acrylic, you know, you name it. Like I was dabbling in any kind and then the styles on top of that so more abstract more realistic yeah um, uh you know and blending those things and uh and i think that's really key i think that's not it's okay to do that Mm -hmm. and i want to tell some artists that because uh i have to stop there i'm sorry but go ahead no uh, this is real this is very real even now uh, uh there's you know something will come up uh um Uh, you'll have a passion or a moment where you're like inspired and you want to do something and you'll do it. And some people are going to get it and Mm -hmm. some people aren't. And when you talk about art, and how subjective that is to somebody's eye, if you will, and what yeah. they like, you're talking really widespread, man. <laughs> and so, you know, and then you've got a manager in your ear saying, hey, this, you know, this is selling really good. You uh-huh. know, you want to keep doing that maybe, <laughs> you know, and you're over here going, but I really like doing this. And it's like, well, okay, give it a try, you know, and that's very like all over the place. So yeah.
0: anyway. But I think that's how you can stumble on sure. great things. Exactly. You know, just kind of relate to that is, part of this podcast for me a lot of folks know I I anchor in the mornings which is which is good but that's that's more scripted and you yep. know prescribed stories that, yep. that the folks need to hear and they need mm-hmm. I don't do well with restrictions I like the restrictions off on this podcast we can go left <laughs> right up down but I think that does allow Mm -hmm. for authenticity and some of that realness to come on come Mm -hmm. out and sometimes when you do that and you experiment a little bit you take some risks here yeah you definitely stay within the lines you jump a little bit i think you can stumble on something right yes uh there's a couple of processes that are kind of current um
1: that you know and and some of them are utter failures too (laughs) but uh i i can't tell you how many times i've taken even if it was a used canvas there's a That'll preach, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But like a used canvas that's kind of messed up or something. And I'll, I'll kind of look at it and say, oh, I'm going to try something. Yeah. And uh, I think as crazy as it sounds, I actually used one time a uh, a little like, uh, I guess you could say, uh, what would you call that? Like a Hot Wheels car okay, something like that. And uh, I, I for texture, I saw that it was kind of fell on my painting. <laughs> and I decided to go ahead and use the wheels and just use it as a texture to the piece. Nice. You know, something like that yeah. where – and, and I can see Everett, who works with me. He's a studio director here. And, uh, you know, he's kind of look at me like, what are you doing? You know, and ended up becoming a really cool piece that sits in my house. Now I, uh, gifted yeah. it to my wife. It's over our couch. Nice. A beautiful flowers scene. But half that thing was made with like a little car, you know, for texture yeah. in the background.
0: Turned a little accident but, into. Exactly. <laughs> Intention. Yeah.
1: But that, that's what we're talking about when it's like, you know, those steps and. Bringing the music together. Sorry, I can bring that oh, back you're, you're over good. that way. So this is
0: a year later.
1: This is a year later after the first time meeting him. Yeah. And uh, he had a pitch to, to pitch me. So uh, Daniel's actually a, he's a marketer. He was working at, uh, I believe, Jackson Marketing at the time. And, uh, you know, he he gets those crazy ideas. So uh, uh, he's like, man, I, I can see some things. He's like, all right, I want to pitch you something. I want to be honest with you. And I want to tell you that I am going to pitch you something. And it's, you know, I, I want to be real with you. But first, I want to buy a piece from you. Okay. I was Like okay, that's really key. That's a great way to yeah. start <laughs> with a starving artist. You have my attention. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I want you to do this piece." And it was like a a, a wine uh, pour kind of happening into a glass and splashing. And uh, he's like, "Can you do that with like a palette knife kind of look?" And I did that one. He still got it to this day. It's you know one of his like he'll never sell kind of pieces. Yeah, at least that's what he tells me. <laughs> um, maybe after I die. Uh, <laughs> but no. Um, and he said, "Joe, I want to I want to pitch something to you." So his original idea. Um, hopefully I'm not you know spreading too much but <laughs> no uh, was to kind of create a land-based idea of what he would do on the cruise ship so you have multiple artists and paintings and things like that and you would have these you know shows auctions that you would then sell and he was like hey um, I've been wanting to do something like that but you're like 12 artists in one mm-hmm. hence while I was talking about all those styles the styles yeah yeah and he's like you know it'd be kind of nice working with one artist and uh, would you be interested in doing something like that so I said, yeah, man, let's do it, you know? No hesitation? Not even, no, I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> we'll uh, make tons of money together. It'd be great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I, but he showed me a lot of the educational side of how art sells and a lot of that process, Um and was willing to kind of walk me through some of those things. Uh, a lot of times, stereotypically anyway, artists are a little more, you know, introverted or uh, looking inward, that kind of thing. So uh, for me, I think that was that was really key to see outside the box a little bit on um, what, what's this on a practical scale with people who want to buy art. You know, who's going to put what in their homes, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So I'm almost there. This is it. I like so it. So <laughs> we're doing that for a little while. And uh, we're doing well. We did a show. Um eventually, but we had another plan and uh we did some brainstorming and Daniel had put on the table, you know, like uh we had seen some other performance artists even locally and across the nation who would do those speed paintings, you know, mm-hmm. flip them from upside down, right side up. Um you got some guys that come to uh Artist Sphere locally here, stuff like that. Um I didn't see it personally there, but you know, saw some videos and um I'm seeing all these different artists do that. And I'm thinking, man, that's pretty cool. And, uh, uh, you know, I've heard some naysayers, if you will. Oh, that's not real art, you know, and all this. I'm like, you know, I don't know about (laughs) that. But, you know, um, of course it is, you know, is what I think. But but, um, uh, I remember adopting that and saying, hey, maybe I could do something like that. And Daniel's like, man, if you could do that, we could really start spreading the brand and uh, that's really important. You know, people got to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, you can do the Facebook thing. And Instagram was just kind of starting up back at the time, I think. Stuff like that. And But that's it. So. Yeah. But we needed something to make it mine. And uh, he's like, I heard you sing kind of before, and I know you like to sing. He's like, sing the national anthem for me. There you go. And I was like...
0: It's a hard song to sing. Okay.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's got a few intervals that are intense. And no matter how low you start it, it always seems pretty high by the end. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I sang it. And he's like, man, I got chills just now. He's like, I, I want to pitch this to you. And he had me imagine a stadium. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want you to think about that. And I want you to think, ladies and gentlemen, now singing and painting... Your national anthem joe everson there you go and i kind of i was like no way really (laughs) like really okay and
0: we had kind of adopted that idea so nice so you started you started putting that out there how'd you kind of yeah i guess walk us through from that idea Mm -hmm. and then the the pop where which which game was it that you said you really kind of got the traction going? Yeah,
1: so the main uh, the main one that that really started all of them was technically the Toledo Walleye game mm-hmm. in obviously Toledo Ohio. Um, so in order to get to that point, uh, we started practicing different ideas and concepts. We came up with uh, the scene. I don't know if the camera's picking it up over there, but the painting is over this way so if you can see that that's awesome uh that is the piece that we finally came up with and uh it's obviously the flag raising on iwo jima Mm -hmm. and um that is the result of me kind of talking with daniel and we both agreed we wanted to have a good focus with it and uh you know not just be a show like yeah. actually respect kind of the process and what's going on so um, I actually had a second cousin Benito Diaz who I did not know growing up or anything but there was a service for him because he had died during Vietnam mm-hmm. and you know Obviously, got the Purple Heart and I think the Bronze Star and some other things of that nature, and uh, it really affected obviously all my family. Mm-hmm. And so there in Saginaw, Michigan. There's a little church that had a ceremony, and they did you know uh, a flag ceremony basically, and a gentleman played Taps, I believe. And I, I was pretty young; I think I was like eight. Mm-hmm. And but but this is all key because at that point I had internalized the idea of what he had given and uh you know as much as as much as an 8 year old can do which to me it was it was kind of emotional and of and all that but i didn't even realize how like deep seated that actually was yeah and um uh he was he was like one of the best you know how that that goes it's like they always take our best kind exactly. of a thing yeah and uh he was so beloved everybody loved you know just an awesome awesome guy always encouraging other people that kind of thing was his story that people would tell Um, within the family Mm -hmm. and so anyway that affected me very very deeply and I knew um, so we called the project um, the painting Project Benny because he was called Benny and and then I knew that at least I would find like a spot of motivation and angle that we wanted to have it come from so
0: it also kind of becomes a little therapeutic too exactly let it go
1: oh yeah yeah Yeah. no that's really good and I didn't even think of it from that angle thanks you know because that is true it it gave it gave this outlet to like kind of honor him a little bit Mm. and let me tell that story a little bit so and i know it affected grandma like crazy when i tell that part of the story too yeah um you know whether i'm on a news or a podcast like this or whatever nice it's it's huge for for the family you know but um yeah so that actually became the piece so we do a video i record that piece uh do a you know it's kind of rough honestly it's not you know, I had about six months of practice, so it should have been better probably, but I didn't know what I was doing yet. This was the first one I had done, and I'm trying to do it while I'm singing, and mm-hmm. as you can imagine, there were a lot of like mess-up videos, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we got that video. We pitched it to the Swamp Rabbits in Greenville. They gave us the okay. Shout out to Megan Dotson. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Now with the Greenville Triumph, by the way. Yeah. Hence why I'm wearing this shirt right <laughs> Wrapping now. it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Which but, they're... They're doing awesome. Are they going to the finals? I hope I haven't checked the most recent. I thought they were.
0: Okay. I think so.
1: I, I, d- I hope I'm not wrong on that because yeah. that would be
0: horrible to say. <laughs> well, but... by the time this comes out yeah. in a few weeks, <laughs> right. we'll Who knows? probably know the score all right, all right, all right. <laughs> of the game.
1: Anyway. I Yeah. And I recently got to perform this past year. Uh, for I that, was at too. that game. Oh, sweet. I okay. was. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um. Anyway, so uh, she uh, and it was kind of funny. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but when she first saw it, she was actually the video. You know, we're pitching this to her, like we want to do this at your arena. The you know, and she's like, okay, and you know, uh, okay, show me. And we showed her, you know, and the home of the brave, and flip it around and everything in the video. And she kind of like did this and was like, what is it? and we were like oh like that's not good and yeah. then she's like oh oh yeah oh i think i know what it is you know and then we're like oh goodness <laughs> like, are we what are we doing is this gonna work yeah, you know that's the whole reveal yeah like whoa <laughs> so um she, she'll probably tell you she just had a little blonde moment or something but <laughs> um anyway so we we ended up taking that concept still doing it at the swamp rabbits getting video uh daniel was really thinking ahead uh making sure we had you know and that that should also be something for artists to think of Uh, uh, documentation is very important Mm. and if we hadn't have done that we wouldn't have had content to send anywhere maybe you're like well duh but seriously how many times are you uh whatever it is you're doing creatively you know are you documenting it because That's Even who
0: knows setting up your phone and exact time lapse or something.
1: Exactly. You know? Yep. It's very key. And especially in a world like today where mm-hmm. it's, you got to get it and feed it to somebody quickly, you know? Yeah. So, yep. We had our video, we took it to Toledo, Ohio. I was on my last everything with the, here's where it all comes to a culmination. Yep. Like the house that we had gotten that someone else like found for us, it was from a nice older couple that originally were from PA. The husband mm-hmm. uh, passed away. And so the wife said, um, "You know, he passed away, and I'm going to try to sell the house so I can have, you know, retirement, stay up here with the family and everything." Very nice lady; she didn't mean anything bad, but she sold the house. I think within 20 minutes of putting it on the market, wow. like had a buyer. Yeah. And um, uh, so right away we knew, oh, so that's gone. So we were already looking for rent; we could not find rent anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. And so I already knew, uh oh, that's like strike one on resources to keeping this dream alive. Yeah. Because we didn't have any kind of, you know, it was just a little bit here and there, little shows, and I was still doing the other stuff kind of Mm part-time at another location, actually, not driving a fuel truck, but still. Um, But I had just weaned off of that. So I was down to almost no hours, basically done. And I was like, we're going to do this. This has to work. And then, boom, that happens. And then um, we had uh uh one other thing where you know and then I also had small rent at um the Taylor's mill as well mm-hmm. and uh you know that would go up a little bit every year which was normal but um, we were getting to that point where it was like oh man I don't know if this is gonna work and I had everett helping me who I yeah. spoke of earlier and Daniel who by the way I'm gonna just I'm gonna say this about yeah. him okay and he'll he'll be like I wish you wouldn't have said that no I'm just kidding but <laughs> uh he he told me, he said, listen, uh, I'm not going to take any percentages, cuts, or anything out of basically anything right now. I'm just going to build into you and build this up. Wow. And when the day comes, when it blows up, you know, I'll take my cut then. Yeah. And He's uh, investing in you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. See, there it is again. It was like, it's so beautiful because I, I was just like, you know, I don't know that all this could happen without someone like that. Yeah. I, I really doubt it. You know, um, no matter how talented I was, it you have to make friends and, and mm-hmm. build and help each other. Absolutely. So there we are. Boom. Got all the video. We're at that point. And I remember calling Daniel and saying, look, I didn't tell Everett yet, but I was like, I don't know that, you know, I'll keep doing art, but I might have to start going back in, you know, full time or part time, depending. And uh, we may have to kind of hit the reset. And he's like, OK, he's like, just hang in there. Uh, I've got an idea and I think this might be it. We had the call from Toledo, Ohio, to mm-hmm. go up there, and uh, he sent a press release and the video to a number of folks up in Ohio. Nice. One of them was Jordan Strack, so I have to thank him a lot. <laughs> but um, and there were a couple others as well, um, and they basically listened to it, took it seriously, and they showed up at the game. Um, I told Everett, um, I asked him, "Can I? Can we borrow your car? It's a Ford." escape I think. Yeah. Um and older model and uh you know you could smell stuff burning from it, mm-hmm. you know, as we drove. How are we going to make it? Yeah. How are we going to make it? <laughs> I t- I told him we could I could pay him out of the prints because we traveled with paper prints at the time too. Yeah. Um if we made anything and other than that I would take care of his food and his lodging mm-hmm. for a couple days on the drive and would he be willing to go up? And he's he's like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." So I was like, all right, you know, if your transmission yeah. blows, I'll do what I can, but yeah. I don't have any, you know, he's like, okay. So there we go. Boom. We, we get there. I remember doing the performance and I remember honestly before anything was revealed to me as far as how well it was doing, uh, that place went nuts. Like really? really nuts, almost scary. Wow. I was coming back through the tunnel and there was, Someone reached over and just yelled "Semper Fi!" like so loud, wow. and I jumped a little bit and kind of just like looked up and you know uh, nodded to the gentleman. And I came through the tunnel and I, I was I was overwhelmed with what had happened. And mm-hmm. I think at that point, whether or not I made a living doing it, I knew that I wanted to.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. that was like the. Yep the the nailing nailing yeah. the confidence yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is it the this culmination is, of yeah. like
1: so much work and passion and um, being that introverted <laughs> Joe who like my family would know if this were Joe Everson of like you know twelve or whatever <laughs> yeah. I would not be able to do this with you wow. I would yeah I'd struggle big time <laughs> I still struggle obviously. you're doing great man <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well, thank you but it, you know it was it, it really is like and that's where I learned express and music and mm-hmm. art and all that. You know, I could kinda so I got that minute and thirty five seconds to like say a message that um was very, very dense and yeah. you know, heavy and all that and important I think to the nation and a lot of hearts out there. And so, I
0: think it was received. Yeah. Very well received, obviously, as mm-hmm. like you mentioned. And then, go ahead. Gesundheit. I think I'm going to <laughs> <Gesundheit. Yeah. laughs> god bless you thank you man very well received and that's kind of you mentioned it as a turning point right and mm-hmm. go from that to i've seen videos of you you know golden state game yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, oh man yeah so this is taking, the fun part now taking man. pictures with with ice cube you yeah. know, like all right <laughs> yeah it looks like that day was a good day that was fun <laughs> yeah um but just kind of that moment how you talk about driving up in a truck that you don't even know is going to make it yeah you don't even know what the next option is going to be you yep. might have to go back to work even full mm-hmm. time and you know this is the pop that takes you into now your rainbows we're 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 into the rainbows now what's that rush like oh man this transition is
1: crazy (laughs) crazy i don't know that i could ever really honestly express how it felt and what went what went down but um when i was uh so after that performance happened one lady uh uh who was kind of our handler at the time was just grinning ear to ear i'm gonna sneeze again bless you (laughs) (laughs) man something's like okay all this paint oh i'm gonna sneeze again i think okay i gotta get through this man what in the world <laughs> um sorry uh so there was a lady who was our handler at the time and everything she's grinning ear to ear and she was just like you know like i got something to ask you she's like espn's reached out they want to put you know your video on wow. the top 10 tonight um that kind of thing so um, and I was like, uh, so what's the question? you know yeah, like, yeah, what, like what's going? On? Yes, She's like, please. well, they need yeah they need, <laughs> they need to release the video. they need your permission. so um, <laughs> where do I sign <laughs> Exactly. So uh, I remember saying, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I called up Dan and I was like, dude, it's happening. It's happening right now. Yeah. And this was before I actually said yes to her, by the way. (laughs) I was like, it's happening right now. This is crazy. And um, he's like, yep, this is it. I think we want to run with this. So as a team, we went, you know, yeah, we're doing it. Nice. And uh, that night I fell asleep with my phone vibrating from all the notifications, follows, uh, likes, things like that. Just at almost a constant. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never had that happen before. I don't know, you know, like, I don't think I ever will again, honestly. Um, yeah. But just just realizing as I was going to sleep, trying to, that that was, you know, changing my life in a, in a way there yeah. on its own.
0: And that's such an amazing image of you going to bed with that phone buzzing because obviously you probably wake up the next day with a whole bunch of followers and then in, almost into a different world and mm-hmm. you know that's what they would probably call an overnight success mm-hmm. but as we just heard in the past 25 30 minutes it took you years yeah to get to that night oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's the message yeah. a lot of us that are going through those hard yep. times going through that it's like okay you know when's it gonna come when's it gonna come yeah. and they say you know it takes 10 years Sure. To build an overnight success, mm-hmm. I I usually tell people when your fruits come, they're gonna come faster than you expect. But it's gonna be longer, <laughs> definitely. To <get> yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Man, all the all the rainbow experiences, if you will, after are are like mind blowing. Yeah, know, we we got asked the next day to go on Fox and Friends, um, which was huge for us, obviously in New York City, um, uh, and that. I kind of refueled the fire on a new level yeah. because I thought it was over at that point. Like that was the 15 minutes of fame kind of thing. And we were headed back to Greenville mm-hmm. and uh, that's when we got a call and we turned our car around and drove to New York city with the same vehicle <laughs> just so that we could like try to figure out like, you know uh, a way to make sure we were on in the next morning's uh, segment. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, man, that was crazy. But that, that right there, I think, they have something like 2 million viewers, something like that. Wow. And so I sold almost every painting I had that, yeah. that day that you week. had
0: something to get. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, uh, we also had uh, lined up like images of the Iwo Jima in different sizes. Mm-hmm. And we sold a ton of those. And then, uh, that gave us the capital and everything to start creating this business that we now operate. Nice. Um, but what's even crazier with that is, uh, Daniel, he was on his way to work. He couldn't actually catch the show because it was during that time he was driving in. Yeah, and when he got to his office and like opened up his computer, he had I think it was over 400 emails, <laughs> like that he had to go through all requests for bookings, uh, requests for special art pieces. Um, a good number of them were from vets wow. and veterans who one one gentleman said he literally was thinking about ending it all and saw that. And then was reminded, you know, like you know, he was dealing wow. with PTSD, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, uh, he's like, no, 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 you know, I'm I'm here for a reason, and uh, yeah. we've got a number of those. That's I get amazing, overwhelmed; man. I can't read them all. Yeah, he, and as a matter of fact, Daniel would give me them because I want to read them all, but he'd have to give them to me like five at a time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Can you imagine? It hit, I'm sure, oh,
0: man. But that's that's Project amazing, Benny. <laughs> right? Like, yeah,
1: it's almost full circle. Like, you know, his. What he left behind, you know, mm-hmm. was picked up by a distant cousin, you know, that like yeah. he didn't even know, uh, to kind of retell some of his story and to like use that concept, yeah. that motivation to create an image that affects the nation. You know? I'm,
0: I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. Crazy. I mean, I, and I don't want to end this before acknowledging some of the pieces that are in here now and, sure, yeah. and giving folks an opportunity to connect with you and things mm-hmm. like that. But so, I mean, the success is rolling in and mm-hmm. we're, we're in your new s- studio, yeah. which yeah, is, man. is awesome. Again, I, I I must say, and I'm looking at a picture of, of Lincoln. You said you're completing, yeah. Yeah. we have the flag, statue of Liberty mm-hmm. and, um, and obviously the piece yeah, that started iconic, it all. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are all these kind of symbolic too for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just finished Lincoln today actually. Nice. And, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of connections with that one. Um, And some of them might be ones that you might not even think of. (laughs) One of them actually is uh, I get to go to um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's house once a year, basically. Nice. And uh, yeah, we do, we work with a charity with him. And uh, I guess, I guess we're buddies now. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But his favorite president is president lincoln and so for his birthday he actually um from a friend collected a piece that was called the lincolnator
0: yeah (laughs)
1: and i created it and so i gave him like a cyborg kind of obviously terminator look to the lincoln iconic look yeah okay so that was kind of crazy and a little bit off center but um the point being that um it really wasn't you know, I learned a lot about Lincoln in high school and all that, but it wasn't until then that I actually started like kind of digging into who he was and, and what he represented as a president. And I thought, why does he like him so much? And very, very inspired by who he was and not even just on the outward level that people might know of him, um, just from history, but like some of the sayings and things that he lived by if you keep reading and and what he actually believed was really awesome. Nice. Nobody's perfect, but uh, yeah, of course. there were some beautiful, beautiful things that I've learned personally from him. Nice. Anyway, very inspired by him and, um obviously with the flag and lady liberty um these are all really important to me so a lot of times when i travel um i'll do the performance piece but we'll travel with like a secondary piece Mm -hmm. um that can be an added value piece we've helped raise for instance with these pieces uh over a million dollars for the uh charities for vets, military charities that that kind of thing. congrats man yep and and um, a good bit of that chunk is actually the studio stuff. Not everything I do takes only like a minute or three minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's what we wanted to showcase and be able to have available. So, um, anyway, those those are a part of a package, if you will. Nice. And um, yeah, the Lady Liberty I get to do especially in a different color palette, and uh, I get to express, be that kind of artist rebel kind of thing. You yeah. know, go outside the lines, go outside the palette a little bit, and play around. So, um, whatever colors I'm feeling warm cold and mm-hmm. and uh, anything like that that kind of starts coming in to what I feel like should happen I just do I love doing that
0: I love it I love it so one of my last questions is uh, what are the rainbows you're chasing now then you know what are some of your goals oh man that that you're working on
1: there's some really big things Uh, we got things moving and happening for a possible Netflix documentary for instance Uh, if that all comes uh, through that would be great Uh, obviously there's a lot of stages along the way um, to making that happen but we've already got some nods from some really key individuals Nice. And uh, so I'm praying that that one takes place I think that's that's really up there I'll pray with you man. Uh, yeah man <laughs> uh, so we'll see I know I know it can happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've kind of experienced uh you know some of those things but um one of the other primary goals is to become a A collectible collected artist if you will um, on a scale that allows me to be home a little bit more so I enjoy doing the performances I enjoy getting out there and I'm gonna work you know uh, as long and as hard as I got to but um, uh, there's there's that desire to be taken seriously in your studio work as well Mm -hmm. so um, and that's starting to happen we've got a number of collectors that are uh, supporting that idea and love what they're seeing obviously and and all of that so that's a goal uh, I think that we have and uh, to finish the studio <laughs> nice <laughs> but yeah no, awesome I, I think the on a final note for me would be um, no matter what uh, I want to have all those goals and everything but I think that the most important thing uh, is is that all of us get really distracted uh, we get we get uh, we can we can get distracted by looking too far ahead or and, and not in planning but but just in feeling like we're not doing something right or questioning it mm-hmm. and when we're at that point I go by what my dad kind of told me, and maybe he took it from somebody, but for me, for me, it's from my dad. But and that is focus in on being who you should be, and the rest will take care of itself. Nice, and uh, that's really calming and helpful for a guy like me who's just all over the place creatively. And Mm. you know, I could be over there like painting. Anything, a ballerina, and thinking, am I going to sell this? You know, yeah. and that's not so much it. It's first focusing on being and you know doing what's right, being who you should be, and uh, and and those opportunities and experiments will take care of themselves. Yeah, just I think so.
0: Being true to yourself exactly. and being authentic. Yeah. people sense authenticity, and mm-hmm. as Simon Sinek would say, you know, they'll buy why you do it, not what you do. Huh. So, yep. uh, and I think a lot of people can resonate with your art because of that, um, sure. Joe. Yeah. I love the story. Oh, man. Thank you. Where can folks reach out to you, connect with you, see your artwork, purchase your artwork? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and drop drop all the tags. Do it. Buy my art. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely go to... um, So I've got a Facebook page. Um, That one actually, if you looked up Joe's Studio, uh, Mm -hmm. that's actually a good way to start. You can look up Joe Everson as well. You might get my personal page. I know that was really confusing, but we're in the process of changing uh, that, and Facebook's very slow on us right now. So I I apologize. (laughs) Everything else, though, is Joe Everson Art. Okay. So at Joe Everson Art. Um, so Instagram, Twitter, all those kinds of things. Um, and then com for the website. Nice. Um, you can get previews of all my art on Facebook or Instagram pretty much. I'm always posting. I think I posted the link in today. So. Okay. Um, and then usually
0: there's a link in my bios and stuff to find awesome.
1: me as well. Yeah.
0: So. I'll have all those links, too, uh, in Great. the show notes. So okay. folks uh, that are listening on their app, they can kind of just go to the show notes right now and yeah, hit some of those links to find you. Or um, if you're on the website, they're going to be there, too. But, Joe, thank you so much. Oh, I, thank you. I, I know there's a lot of rainbows in your future. I can't wait yeah. for, the, for that to, to, to happen for you. We'll keep an eye on things and, and just kind of reiterating some key points from your story on how mm-hmm. everything fell into place, kind of following the breadcrumbs, not knowing what the big picture was, but just really Yo. kind of taking the next strokes pun intended yep. and um, just following yeah. following the road and having that environment for growth those people around you you know a lot of people love the term self-made man there's really no such thing because yeah. you need those people that can help feed exactly. you and help grow you and I love the fact that you had those people that believed in your vision mm-hmm. and um, you kept watering that seed and 10 years to build an overnight success right it's not gonna happen overnight That's true yeah so thank you so much Uh, i'm excited for your future we'll be watching and folks that made it to the end thank you for for listening in on on joe's story i hope you found some inspiration from it and some tactics from it on getting through your hard times because like we always say at the end of the episode everybody wants the sunshine but they don't want the rain but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain let's grow